0: back uh we're back yeah we kind of got cut off a little bit we're having we have some technical difficulties Mm -hmm. that's all right
1: i mean like the technical difficulties are that i'm i'm trying to like you know uh i'm 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 slacking uh and i'm spread too thin
0: you got a lot going on i don't
1: make well i know with the like there there's no there's no excuses and so the only reason that this is happening is that i haven't made it enough of a priority and um you know, we left off last week talking about emotion versus, uh, logic. And, uh, I would say that just personally, um, I've been, you know, really getting some hard knocks lessons in that in the last few weeks. Um, I mean, one, one really simple version of it is that I love, like my favorite is when my son falls asleep on me and I'm like, you know what, I, there's other stuff I need to be taken care of. I should take care of this job. And, these other responsibilities and I'm like no and I make it my priority is to fall asleep with my son uh, on my chest while he takes a nap I'm going to take you know that hour of time and I'm just going to be here I'm just going to do that this is my priority and I've I've I'm I'm realizing that I'm doing it to a point almost of not obsession but of of negligence to other things you know wanting to spend time with my son so much yeah yeah which is funny because he's unplugging it again right now. Like the power. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think he's a demonstration
0: cool. that the unconscious is very much at work. You know, <laughs> just in the simple fact that like he knows that if he unplugs it, he gets 100% of your attention. He has figured out yeah. classical conditioning. Yeah. That is Pavlov. That's Pavlov's yeah. baby. <laughs> well, and it also, you
1: know, like I've been uh, putting into some things that we've talked about in this podcast. I've been putting into practice. Well, we talked about putting in L. arginine into practice. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew, found out the results of that. We I've also been doing the whole like leaving my phone behind and going for walks. And uh, that's been a really... Like the other day somebody said and we, we discussed it kind of in the last you know podcast as well of you know like there's these polarizing ideas today and, and it's becoming the same. But really what I'm what I'm realizing more and more is the more I leave my phone behind and the less I'm like checking in on shit and like somebody's like, Yeah, but what about this? I'm like, um doesn't actually no relevance in my life. I'm like, yeah, but yeah. can you th- what what do you think about it? I'm like, I don't, I don't think about it. like well have you haven't you watched this? I'm like No, I went for a walk with my kid on the beach instead, and I'm just doing my best just to live my life, you know, on uh, an individual level, rather than trying to, you know, like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying ignore the world or stick your head in the sand. But I am saying that maybe we've suddenly got this new device and going back to sensationalized news, you know, you're not seeing All of the good stories of things that people are doing. Quit unplugging
0: it. All right. That's it. I got you now. Got it. Well, like, also, this is what I always say downward arrow those people. Go, okay. Downward what? Like what they call the downward arrow. Work backwards into why they're they're so interested in it. Like, oh, didn't you hear about this? Like, okay. (coughs) Something. Yeah. How does that affect my life right now? Like, how does it do it? Oh, I should care. Okay. If I don't care, how will that affect my life as opposed to if yeah. I do care? Show me like what? And then and then I'd even go back and be like, why are you so concerned with it? And you'll learn that most of the time when people are like that, it's vanity or it's insecurity. They want to be informed as a way to empower themselves or to feel superior or to hmm. feel in control of something they're, uncon- they're they can't control. It yeah. really is like being informed is fine. But when people jump on it and they get so worked up about something that's happening thousands of miles away that that will not have an immediate, I would say, to life or death for them, they're doing it for reasons other than trying to be a better person or (coughs) being born. There's other things that they're trying to compensate for. And normally when people are like that, they want others to be with them. And if you don't, then you'll watch them get frustrated. But you know what I mean? Like it's it's in a lot of ways. Like, dude, living in absolutes is just going to cause you nothing but stress. Like right now, what you what you just said? What is the most imperative to you is to be a good father, to make sure that Alice is okay, to make sure he's paid for it, to make sure that you get to work, to make sure. So anything that is not happening to you on your way to work, or at your house, or on his way to school, or anything like that, really is nothing you can control right now. So, oh, man, you know what I, I can't control? Why be more stressed of it? The speed of more stress, I just
1: realized he may have a little bit of a sunburn on his back. I'm in so much fucking trouble.
0: Oh, my God. I got sun on my son. Um, you got sun? You you let him get sun? I let him
1: get a little bit of sunburn. We were at the beach. Oh, boy. I'm going to be in so much fucking... Hey, can I'm you
0: <laughs> Yeah. He doesn't yeah. really seem like he gives a shit. <laughs> no, he seems he seems, he seems pretty, pretty okay, okay with
1: it. Yeah. And like, you know, I mean, like, he's he's got a bit of melanin in his skin. He'll be all right. You he's know?
0: protected. What is it? Like a little red? You can just see the redness.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, it's not bad. He doesn't have blister. Like really? all of a sudden I'm looking at him like, oh, that's noticeable.
0: That's so good. like anyway, anyway, going, going back to like,
1: like yeah, be- <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm just trying to deal with that. I'm yeah. just trying to f- deal with, how do I get aloe vera onto my kid's back so that when I drop him off with his mom, I don't catch hell for yeah. him being in the sun? You know, like, that's, like, that's, like, like I, I really, that takes up a lot of my bandwidth right now. But uh, uh, going back to it, though, and, like, keeping, up, like, on track is, okay, there's, like, leaving the phone behind and, and being informed. But one thing that we keep in, uh, keep on coming up is, this idea of emotion versus lo- logical reaction, which is the last one we were talking about. And I- I'm I'm personally going through that right now, so I think it's relevant to discuss. And I'm I've talked to my counselor and I'm trying to actively do this in small ways throughout my day and realize that, like, okay, I'm actually driving my emotions. My emotions are not driving me. I'm like my physiology is actually controlling my fucking emotions, and that's a mind blow. You know, you're like, wait, 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 wait. So yeah, there's circumstances that can happen and there's things that can hurt and people will do things that you will not like and they will make you unhappy. So how do you react to that or better? How do you respond to that? And um, I think one thing that, you know, we've been trying to discuss is not to respond, but or not to react, but to respond in a good way. But it also I want to make sure that we're not encouraging people to get walked on in this episode. You no. know like i, I want to make sure that you know we're we're trying to say hey we're trying to find better ways but sometimes a better way is to you know punch somebody in the face it's rare it's rare that that's like well to
0: defend yeah. yourself absolutely
1: yeah that, that would be a better way of, of, of stating it you know and it also goes back <laughs> to you know we were talking about identities and self-actualization of you know, if you're in an environment where you know you're there's things that are happening and you're like, hey, maybe, hey, I, I've got something to say about that. This makes me feel uncomfortable, and that's hard to do. And um, one one book that I wanted to bring up about that last episode was it's called Ordinary Men. We've talked about it a few times. Ordinary Men was uh, essentially some civilians during, in Poland, and uh, they ended up becoming part of the police force. These were not radicalized, part of the Nazi Party or anything like that but they ended up participating in the the final solution. And along the way, there was, there there was, they were obviously knew some of the things they were doing were wrong. And um, like, it was evident when they, they would all like, vodka was passed out to everybody after they murdered a bunch of people in the woods and left them in these ditches. And everybody just felt sick, physically sick, all of these guys in this police division. And, um, they were all just getting drunk to try and like numb, you know, what was going on. So it was evident that they understood and felt what they were doing was wrong, but they still mm-hmm. did it. <clears throat> and so I, 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 always like to bring that one up of everybody's always saying like, Oh, I would never, you know, do this. I would never do that. I would, I would know better. And you're like, would you, you know, like if you were grown up in this environment and you were told, this is you being good. This is, Your entire life, you've been given this this format and here's success and here's achievement and here's morality and and you're going to follow that. So I wanted to follow up on those episodes of what does it take to start to begin to, when you say self-actualization, I think there's this process of almost deconstructing yourself and your identity of who you think you are and um which can be kind of intimidating and scary but then at that point you can start to rebuild and you can really ask yourself genuine questions of well and it's funny because you know there's no and maybe you know better than me through your studies but you know there's no specific spot that they can pin in the the human psychology of where the sense of self exists or the physiological makeup of a human being they they can't they can't come up with like, like I guess more not in the psychological realm, but more in the physiological realm. They can't look at the human body and say, "Oh look, here's a chemical, here's an electrical stimulus, here's something that we can measure that is the sense of self." All they can see is a, a bag of a bag of water with some meat that has a, a really vast. You know, electrical uh, sensory system that's always firing. But they don't have a place, we don't have a place where we can identify, that's, oh, that's me, that's Dan, that's Abram. So what is it that animates this physical uh, thing? And if we are in complete control of driving it, where are we going to take it? God, it's honestly, that's well, terrifying to think about.
0: Who you are, your sense of self is in your Medial prefrontal cortex. That's your that's your rationalization.
1: Wait, there's a place for it? Mm -hmm. Wait, hold on. I gotta uh, isolate. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. He's out of the kitchen. All right. Okay. Okay.
0: (laughs) No, Uh, so let me be clear in what I'm saying on this. Finding yourself has to be a process. But your rationalization. Which is the form, is, is, so neurologically, all this stuff is neurological. Physiological is, you know, the body wide. But neurological is the basis to neurotransmitters in rational thought, you know, um, reptilian brain, immediate thought, impulse, all that. So where you rationalize your stimulus is going to be in your, your frontal cortex, prefrontal cortex, medial more or less. So that's where we, that's what separates us from reptiles. Right. So a reptile acts completely on survival and stored impulse, right? Methylation, you know, that's why reptiles don't have love. A reptile has feed, defend curiosity, you know, Um, mammals. And especially us have this ability to rationalize our situation, our surroundings and stuff like that, have emotional awareness, (laughs) now as far as self actualizing that is something that does need to be found by you but you follow and here's the hard part is trying to decipher what is useful what is not useful but you're trying to follow the impulses that your your rational mind is giving you so it's you said a good point it's like you will have to do a lot of deconstruction but you also got to realize a lot of stuff you're worried about is bullshit like here's the uh, here's reality you who you are has nothing to do with your gender that is not a, like The fact that people emphasize on that, you've already missed the point. Who you are is deeper than that. There, it, it is not the exterior. It has nothing to do with that. It doesn't have to do with man or woman. It doesn't have to do with white or black. It doesn't have to do with any of that. So the fact that we are so fixated on that as a culture shows a lot of why we're in a shitty place right now. Hmm. Um, because we're, it's vanity. I'll go back to it again. Narcissism and vanity. We're worried about how we're seen as opposed to how we feel. Now, your actualization is your immediate impulses, right? So, those guys, and here's another thing the people that always say, Oh, I wouldn't do this, I wouldn't do that. Uh, I'm going to call bullshit because they have years and decades of literal experiments that you can go watch. And people can form in the most hands because they yeah. feel like they are in them. There's literally an experiment where a guy is in charge of shocking a dude on another side of the wall for getting answers wrong. The dude starts to tell him to keep shocking him, even though he feels like the guy on the other side is literally starting to die. And he's arguing with the guy, arguing with the guy, arguing with the guy. And all the guy's doing is go ahead and shock him, please. He's not even yelling. He's not forcing. And the guy keeps doing it as he's advertised, like as he's, you know what I mean? That just shows our vanity and our fucking, we don't, but I digress. So I agree with you. People are full of shit with that. Everyone is so virtuous on online and in conversation, but let's see what they do when they're, they're person to person. Now, I'm not excusing behavior at all, but I'm saying it's very human to understand that conformity is a major part of it. So if you're out there literally trying to demonize people in a situation you've never been in and you've never been around, you need to just cool it the fuck off. That is that's part of your problem right there is you're bullshitting yourself. You're fixating on a situation you haven't been in. You'll never probably be in and you're passing judgment. That is not good for you to do right there. I I
1: would take it a a step even further than that and just say that like um, in this entire discussion of what we're speaking here, um, just, just leave your phone behind. Um, Absolutely. Like, I mean like that there's like completely like that should not even be in the, the scope or in the realm or in the sphere of influence for this, this for the proximity to this discussion of what with yourself of what you're trying to accomplish. If you're gonna honestly look at this, you, you're not. This is not something you're gonna be looking at and you know discussing openly, you know, online. That's not necessarily. Um, you know, it's just such a strange new world we're in with uh, the way that we're communicating in these things and this new technology that we have in our hand. Um, but it goes back to th- that's influencing you, and so it's almost like wait, I hadn't even thought about that. So. Human, human beings, beings have kind of a
0: group a, thought.
1: A, yeah, and, and and human beings have a deep need to belong. There is a very deep need, psychological need, to belong and have a sense of belonging. Like that's that's there. That's problem. We're so There is a very.
0: There's a really Albert Ellis has a really great <clears throat> idealism, or like he brings up a human adult human understands that he has you know understands that they have this desire to be. Uh, to belong or to be uh, accepted, but it is not necessary. Meaning like you want it, but you don't need it. And becoming an adult is realizing that. And that is hard to do. That's part of your journey. Is that, yeah, you do want to do things to make others around you clap for you and make you like we all do. We all want to be along, But in reality, being fixed, you don't need that to survive. You really don't. And so if you start to become fixated on that, you're now fixating on something that is not necessary for you to survive. And probably isn't always in your best interest. Um, You said something earlier, how do we decipher whether uh, self-actualization or should I say, (coughs) uh, would it ever are separating thinking from feeling, how do we keep it from manifesting into like being walked on? I always go to this, does it cause you harm or others harm? Mm-hmm. That, that's the way I'll always fix it So there's so many times where we feel like we got to make a stand Because not that we feel offended But we don't want to look like we're being walked on So there we go to vanity so We're yeah. putting strength on ourselves To act in a way that we think is going to make us look cooler Instead of how we feel If you honestly don't give a shit And it doesn't happen And it's not going to hurt you or hurt others around you It's okay to not care It's okay to like prioritize what you react to. And I think a lot of people would stay out of a lot of trouble and we'd have a lot less bullshit in the world if we stopped doing things based on how we look instead of how we feel. Now, if you are being walked on and someone is stressing you out because you're not being able to accomplish things you want to, and you're starting to feel belittled, stressed, depressed, and now that is harmful. Now you do need to stand up for yourself. But if someone is being an asshole, but yet you're still happy, you still accomplish the things you want to accomplish, you're just not walking around pissed off. There is nothing wrong with that. The only thing that would push you to respond would be the vanity of how you look to others. And that right now is a big problem. People are, although we want acceptance, we don't need it to survive. Mm. And that's what we need to understand. It will always be an impulse. We'll always kind of want it. And as long as it's, you know, in a small way and we don't sacrifice everything to get it, that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. But when it becomes everything, right, there's nothing wrong with you being excited about a sunset, taking a picture and sharing it online. Yeah. When you share every fucking thing you do, every outfit you wear, everything. Now there's a problem. You are Mm -hmm. seeking validation and acceptance way too much and you've now focused on it and your focus is not on yourself not on who you really are it's on how you look to other people and right there you're in a dysfunctional way of thinking and that needs to be you know what i mean like putting pictures up all the time if you are a public figure or an actor something like that because that's part of your marketing that makes sense yeah when you're gym you know and you're not getting paid to do anything or you literally say i want to be a influencer I want to talk about shit. I want to get paid to talk about shit. I really don't know that much about. And I want people to listen to me for money. That is your (laughs) fucking drive. I mean, do you think that sounds good? Do you think that that's a good way to go?
1: Uh, Yeah, actually. I didn't know that was a real. I didn't know you get paid to do that shit.
0: Fuck. What do you think all these people on TikTok and all that shit is?
1: I don't know. I, I, I legit don't know and don't understand. And I, for the most part, I don't care that much, actually. I mean, I did start to kind of look down that road because honestly, what I do want is I want to find a way to spend more time with my son and to work less.
0: (laughs) There you go. Well, that's because you have real shit to worry about. People that are fixated on not real things. And, and I, and I'll tie into this. People want to know why we're having all this, like, all of a sudden, mass violence. It's because people want validation; they want validation over rationalization. And now you are having people that would probably just keep a lot of that shit inside, or maybe small, they're going to do it on a grand scale because now they want to be acknowledged. And that's kind of where it can go. That's how dangerous it can get. And that's yeah. why self-actualization, knowing who you are. For example, you know, if those guys were sitting, you know, in Poland. As a realization, like they're sitting and they're going, dude, I really hate this. That's self-actualization. They know, regardless of what yeah. rationalization they're getting from anyone else, they know to the core of them, they don't like it. So what they just realize is even though they're committing murder, the real person inside of them is not a murderer, and they're going against their own nature. And that's what's going to cause a lot of, kind. I bet you they are all super, super mentally conflicted and messed up and have been for the rest of their lives because yeah. of that. And that's kind of an example of it. Now, sadly, conformity. They're also in a situation where maybe if they didn't go along, they'd be killed, right? The whole situation is terrible, all right? The fact that it even existed. But, like, if I met these people, I wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, you piece of shit. I'd be like, damn, that's a... That is so unfortunate for everyone involved. That was so sad that people had to be killed. That was so sad that you guys felt like you had to do it in order to survive, eat, anything like that. Like That that sucks. I'm not going to even pretend I know what the fuck that that's like. Because, you know, but... And that's also okay to say. But we've now come to this point where we don't feel like we can say that. You have to take this super virtuous stance. And it's like, it's also okay to go, dude, what caused the confusion? What caused... The dysfunction, like there's very, and to just write it off as someone's good or bad, that's lazy, and that's also another reason we're at where we're not learning from our mistakes. We're continuously doing the same shit over and over again because instead of really analyzing it, separating thinking from feeling to try and find a solution, we're literally trying to feed our own egos, react emotionally, and that's why shit is. That's why we repeat in cycles. But it's also a very human thing to do. You know, I do it in other aspects day to day in my life, and I constantly strive to try and find those things and remove them. But I'm just as guilty. Dude, there's times when people like there's a guy at my work who I can't fucking stand. I don't know why he didn't do anything. I just can't. When he talked, my skin crawls. Really? Right? Just yeah, it is just and I and I I don't know what it is necessarily. I've really tried to think about it. And now I just kind of try to like stay away or really uh, try to be nice. But there's something internal, and I'm like, dude, I don't know if there's an golden retriever in me and there's something about this person I sense that I just don't care for and I don't even know what it is, but it's hard for me. So here I am talking about separating thinking from feeling. Dude, when this guy makes small mistakes that really anyone can make, I get I get mean with him. Really? And it even got to a point where everyone was like, dude, why do you get People that know me, they're like, why do you, like it's night and day. Like you are this way with everybody. But when this one guy, it is very obvious. And in my case, I'm like, why does he keep coming around me? And like, Like he almost tries to make us keep being like, mend it. And I almost want to be like, you just got to walk away because uh, my dysfunctional mind right now associates just, it makes, it, it doesn't make me, I choose to react to you in a certain way. And until I can stop doing that, I would just rather stay away from you, you know, because another good point, Uh, I'm literally drawing a blank on who said this, but another very popular psychiatrist, psychologist, someone said, this person makes me so angry. And he goes, that's physically impossible. That statement you just made is an irrational statement. That's one of
1: the best things I've ever heard.
0: And what he's saying is basically thoughts influence action, actions influence thoughts. You have to watch it because just little things like that can start a dysfunctional way of thinking that can cause you, you know, uh, uh, to be unhappy or to find problems. Simple things. Removing shoulds and musts from your vocabulary can really start to change your outlook. Little things like that. But honestly, man, there's so much empirical evidence on that. And it's it's true. It's the smaller things.
1: I, I think that also relates into, and this is something that I've had to physically, uh, I say physically deal with because it's it, like it's it's words, but they're actions. And so I've been dealing with uh, you know different people saying, "Well, you made me do this," and you know you're like, "Boy, I I don't I like I don't even know how to answer that." Of, yeah. other than like a i don't want that to happen like i w- i actively am seeking solutions to prevent the exact scenario that you are in i like i i, I can provide like documentation saying like so possible solution possible solution possible solutions on these days where i am trying to come to that and this is not just you know like it's not just in um uh, uh, well, <laughs> <coughs> I'm not just referring to a divorce. Just so anybody that's yeah. out there, I'm not. I'm not talking shit uh, here. And actually, I want to. I want to jump on that note real quick. That's something where you can choose. And um, the other day, somebody uh, had sent me something said, "Hey, you know, this person's saying some really terrible stuff about you. You should go and at least defend yourself. You know, partially. You know, publicly." And I was like, you know, I, I'm just, I am not going to go down that road. I don't want to go down that road. I don't want to, I, I won't speak ill of, you know, someone, you know, that I care about or put myself in a position where I could potentially say something that would be harmful to them in any capacity. And so that's me trying to logically choose over my emotions. And, um, and at the same time, it's based on, you know, you, we, we talk about like kind of like kind of giving yourself some space. Be like, mm, I'm going to I'm going to kind of just take some time to figure out what's, what's what's with me. And I try and think about things I'm like, OK, I've heard all this history of the world and I've seen some certain things in my life. This is good. This feels good. This feels bad. I can I can I can. OK, all right. I've got some kind of value system here of a range of what's right and wrong, you know, and I can take action based on that. Um, I have tons of ideas and you know fantasy throughout the day that are totally wrong and bad i know that i don't act on them and i'm like okay and i'm actually trying to get into this process of being like i'm actually in control of my brain i don't need to have bad thoughts all the fucking time it's okay to think about maybe like some violent daydreams or whatever you know you're having a run you're feeling good. You're, You know, you're the good guy in the movie, you know, or whatever it is, you know.
0: (laughs) They give you a little motivation, a little slap for, yeah.
1: Yeah, you can picture yourself being Batman. Fucking go for it. Have Go hog wild, man. Have a good time. Enjoy it. But what it comes down to is your actions, you know, and your words are part of that. But I'm trying to go beyond just my actions and my words. And now I'm trying to do, like, housekeeping in my brain, which is really fucking hard to do. Um, Because, you know, it's like what you just said of... You know, you're talking to the counselor and you're like, well, that person made me mad. And they're like, that's not physically possible for that to happen. You had to choose that what they did was wrong. And then you had to send the signals in your own brain and say, "Mm, it's time for me to feel this, this, and this. It's time for my blood pressure to go up, my adrenaline to go through, and for my testosterone to suddenly, like, give me a dump. And then there's also going to be these other things that happen. You're going to feel heat and flush. And she's like, you made that choice. And so it goes back to, you know, like, yes. Like, see, he like just destroys everything. He just pulls it apart. This is my son. He's 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 figuring out he's destroying my kitchen right now as we speak. And he's tearing apart books. And I'm 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 choosing between like trying to like (laughs) 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 um and I'm trying to find ways to, you know, like uh, like okay, that's that's tolerable, but I love what he does. He, like, and like, you know, in our last podcast, I mean, like, it's getting to a point where I have to, it's a good thing I got some wrestling experience, because I have to pin him down with one arm. (laughs) He's getting pretty strong. He's right in that 30 pound range. And a 30 pound wrestler doesn't seem like much. But when you're trying to wipe their butt clean, and like put a diaper onto them, boy, 30 pounds can be that's 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 a wrestling match. It's like to try and effectively do that without getting shit, literally without getting shit everywhere. It's definitely a challenge, um, <laughs> but it goes back to like, I like my reaction to those things is an anger. It's, it's, it's I, in my brain, I get
0: adoration and joy and happiness and and, and, and fascination too. Cause you're wanting yeah. to, you're like, wow, what is, what is, what is his, like, what is the, 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 the process of his impulses right now? Like he's grabbing this, he's curious, Yeah. What it, you know, and that's what he's figured. He's figuring things out in the world. And we forgot. I mean, obviously, we weren't, you know, probably cognitive as conscious as we'd like to be at that age of figuring out the planet. And that's what it is. It's like, you know, and and sometimes, man, you know, God, I have to remember that sometimes when I see like people, like kids, like, and and they're going nuts in like a store. And it's like the, and I'm like, it's a bait, it's like a baby human that is trying to figure out their surroundings. I have 39 years on this planet. Yeah, I have figured out social cues in that from 39 years. Yeah, and, and this you little know, guy I, has been here for like two damn years. Like, that. but I also really
1: think that you know we're, we're what we're really talking about is also adults that are children. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a very literal sense, because most of us will make it to that point where we can understand basic social cues of this is inappropriate, this is appropriate. And, just so we can normalize and get by because you'll get ostracized and you'll get, you'll get negative reinforcement. And so naturally you figure out that you're going to behave in these certain ways because otherwise you get pushed out of, of the groups yeah. um, and we're social creatures. So, um, but I don't think that most of us ever really go past that basic level. It's like, I don't want to call it high school, but uh, you know, I, I, that might be pretty accurate. You know, I mean, like even with the college education, I think that most folks never really take a deep dive into their own psyche um, or an honest look at some of the things we're discussing here. And I think if they did, like all of a sudden, boy, what would what would that world be? What would it look like? What would it be if I did it? I'm just trying to do it. You know, forget forget. I think this is something I'm trying to do more and more It goes back to leaving your phone behind once in a while is I'm just trying to put my own life in order. Yeah. And not just my literal life. I've been like, okay, no wonder, no wonder this is happening. You're, you're scattered. It's too, it's, it's unclean, clean your, clean your desk, wash your clothes, put things in order, Get reduce the clutter. Okay. Now, now, now focus. What are you going to be working on? And you're like, okay, this this makes a lot of sense. And it, it it's this process of, you know, internally cleaning yourself out. This happened just the other day. I went back to Montana um, for a very short flight. I was in and I was right back out. And I came back down to my apartment that, you know, has been in L.A. And um, I've been in, in L.A. feeling stressed of, you know, like trying to Figure out, you know, parenting plans, you know, with you know another parent who, you know, has different views on a lot of things, and you're trying to, you know, you're trying to negotiate that. The, there's finances and all that other stuff. You're trying to provide for a kid, and uh, you want time with that, that that individual. You want to be a good dad, and so there's there's major transitions that are happening in my life. Um, but what i really want to get at is I don't want to talk about like oh what's going on with me. What I want to describe is I left the scenario that I was in just for a day. And I came back and all of a sudden I looked around at where I'm at, I'm like, oh my God, I'm the luckiest, wealthiest guy on the planet. I have zero to bitch about. And I was so caught up in my own scenario and storm that I couldn't you know, see where I was at because the external world around me was great. But my internal, my internal perception of what was happening was different. And it's kind of like goes back to what that your friend said, of like, oh, that person just made me so mad. It's not the scenario that I'm in. It's not my circumstances. It's me. I'm saying, oh, this makes me feel this way. And it, I wanted to follow up on this. I did end up looking it up. It is called the reticular activating system. Um, we had, we had discussed dreams. And then we talked about, you know, like in the last episode of um, you're kind of more while you're awake, starting to do some reflection. But I, 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 this is a really interesting piece of our brain function. So the reticular activating system, in 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 a nutshell, from somebody who has no idea and who's not a neuroscientist, don't tip it over. <laughs> 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 he's gonna try and pu- push over a tall lamp i'm watching it happen but anyway he'll figure it out he's gonna get hit in the head or not not hit in the head but he might knock it over he might get bumped and you know he's not in a dangerous situation but see that goes back to like you have to let your kids learn like i have to let them learn like i mean like i'm gonna prevent like really serious like bad stuff but like right now eh, he'll walk it off
0: you know like oh and he's going it out, to walk it away. He let me like he knew I wasn't going to hold my hand On there and give myself second degree burns But he also knew I was pretty curious So he was like here we go touch that Shit one time see what happens Yeah. And you know what I don't really actively remember it So too much but I've never had I never touched the stove after That you know and I wasn't I didn't go to the hospital there was nothing wrong but it was Enough to go ooh don't like That nope and I don't like that hard-headed as shit so that yeah. probably was the only way to get me to learn well, and I think goes he probably back, knew that young with me he's like ah this is the only way man
1: and that's your reticular act- activating system I mean like mm-hmm. in in, in a, it, it, kind of what your, your reticulating active system is a, it's a bundle of nerves at the, the bottom of the brain cell the brain stem that filters unnecessary information mm-hmm. so like right now like Dan and I are you know discussing this we're not We're not trying to focus on what's happening in the other room at the same time or these other noises or trying to pay attention to that. We're focusing on this conversation. Um, a better example would be like if you're in a crowded room or a dining room or a restaurant and you're focused just on the one person that you're talking to. That's the reticulating activity. It, it's allowing you to not get overwhelmed by all of the sensory perception that you're constantly being flooded with and it's it's telling you, OK, what's it's, it's a search engine on the uh, on the web saying, well, this is this is not relevant search, not relevant information. And it's constantly giving, picking pe- things out and feeding you information that's that's relevant. Um, so, like, say, when you're, you're driving a car or a motorcycle, you're, you're you might be more honed in and fo- especially on a motorcycle. You're going to be focused way more intently, and so you're not going to be paying attention to a lot of the things. So I mean, like I don't know. I tried listening to music once while I was riding a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. I fucking hated it. I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it.
0: To me, that was because <laughs> I
1: I just wanted to be. I wanted to be on the road. I want like I had to be zeroed in. Um, I was always like looking at how I was about to be in a wreck and how I was going to try and bail. I mean, like riding a motorcycle is this very weird, zen-like, you're always in the moment enjoying, but also at the same time acknowledging the the very real and present danger at any moment you're going to fucking die. Um, So, uh, but anyway, it goes back to the articulating activating system. I thought it was really interesting because it also, it's what you focus on in your subconscious, you start seeing more of. Yeah? And so... You start digging he, he
0: agrees with you. Yeah.
1: yeah. See, like, he's just saying, it, it, I, I talked to my sister. She's uh, an uh, entomologist, which is not the study of bugs, but actually the study of words, an entomologist, mm-hmm. um, not the ent- entomologist. Yeah. Go figure. I can't, actually, I don't remember which one's bugs and which one's words, but anyway, one's bugs, one's. One of words. them's bugs, one of them's words. She doesn't do the bugs. She doesn't do bugs. She was trying to explain to me how, like, when you know, kids start making noises, they naturally say mama or papa or dada. These are just like universally phonetic, like easily to produce sounds with the human physical vocal cords. Me being a dad and wanting to be significant, I only hear dada. That's all I hear. (laughs) And so this would be a good example of, you know, your reticulating activating, activating system, you know, focusing on what's important to you like i'm not focusing on you know i mean yeah like yes i'm focusing on this podcast right now but you know he's been making noise and i've been going and checking on him we changed a diaper in the last podcast and and I, i hear noises and i go running into the other room but so like it goes back to you're gonna see more of what you focus on and so if i was in my la apartment thinking oh i'm in such a bad place i'm having such a hard time well, there, there's your fucking answer. You know, it goes back to like you when we were talking about our dream, uh, the dream interpretations. Well, what do you think it means? And you're like, well, I think it means I'm stressed out about this and this and this and this. And you're like, well, then you're fucking stressed out about these things. It's hard to do, but you can choose the reaction. Uh, I don't know. No,
0: that's, I, I, mean, I think we've on it's, that it's,
1: idea too much, to be honest.
0: There's, there's, we, a, a lot of our problems, <laughs> it's literally just irrational beliefs that are built on. Here's another thing they always say. We, uh, and you kind of touched on this earlier, we are hesitant to unlearn the things we learned as a kid. Right. So the idea, the ideologies that we learned, we are more hesitant to let go of those because we learned them so early. But in a lot of ways, sometimes we, everything we learned wasn't, uh, you know, times evolved. And it's time to realize new things. And sometimes when you hold on to old information and it doesn't match up to your current situation, there's going to be a break there. And so that can cause confusion. Confusion causes frustration. How you react to that can cause more stress. So it's like our reaction is absolutely... Okay, I would say your initial impulse, that would be neurological. But how you decide to go with it, because at, at one original impulse, what you can do is stop at that point and go, why am I feeling this? This is completely ridiculous. This is completely useless. And you can talk yourself down and carry on with your day. What we normally do is we get that original impulse and we feed it. Instead, of, we, just, we just harp on it and we just keep repeating the things that we know make us angry. And that's not helping anybody. You know, it's always like they always say, like, dude, hatred is, is a wasted emotion. Yeah. Any kind of negative emotion, anytime when you want to take something away instead of contribute, uh, it, it'll it, you, that's literally what you'll feel. Something means taken away. And that's why when they say negative to positive things, like in especially in psychology, they don't always mean like good and bad. They mean uh, adding or taking away. So that's where the terminology sometimes whenever you read it could come off like a little strange. But you don't always want to take away, take away. And sometimes you don't always want to add. You know, so it's like knowing what to take away and what to add. And sometimes you got to take it, like you almost got to even it up because, yeah, our, our, that's not what I meant to say. Long story short, thoughts and words are very closely linked. And using absolutes when you don't need to use an absolute is going to literally paint the scenario in a situation that does not need to be painted by saying, I feel like this is the, you're acknowledging the openness to it. you're acknowledging that this can go either way. when you say you do this now you are you have you have absolute you have solidified how it's happening, and you have cornered yourself and trust me, your neurology is going to follow that. your physiology is going to follow that. so your re- immediate impulse is natural. your reaction that is up to you. So yes, when someone's like, "You make me mad, no, I don't." Or if someone's like, "That's wrong or you need to do it, it's like, "I feel like." Or when they say you leave me no choice, no. They what they need to say is I feel like you're not giving me a choice. Yeah. So what that does is that offers the person a person, hey, do you <coughs> have another side of that? I'm willing to hear that. But then once again, if they're saying this, be like, okay, once again, I don't feel like that's logical. So you're saying you basically what you're doing is you're contributing, but you're not defining it. By defining it, you just do it's an absolute. And normally, in most situations, that kind of vocabulary will kind of put a a start to a a a chain of events psychologically that's just going to cause you kind of dysfunction and stress so they always say small things like that man have neurological implications they have reactions and things that could really change how you feel and like honestly it's your perspective is based off of the acknowledgement of of basically the 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 ladder of pain right so someone's like oh i don't ever want to feel like this it's like well yeah, you would rather feel euphoric over, you know, conflict, or I shouldn't say conflict, uh, emotional, in and out. But that's because your perspective is jaded. Take the euphoria away. Now put feeling both emotions in with feeling just misery. You see what I'm saying? We're changing it now. We're on a we're on a more realistic platform, and that is where you need to be. Well, I, that's where I, I what know what you're saying. In.
1: It was interesting when you were mentioning, you know, like I mean you you go back to feeling bad again and um you know this is something i i've experienced and it took me it, and it's still taking me i'm i'm still not there i'm uh, i'm so far from it's funny because i know what i need to do and i don't do it
0: yeah isn't that crazy
1: yeah. i mean like like why why would i not do it's like uh, there was. A, I know we've mentioned him in the past, but Jordan Peterson. Like it was in one of his chapters in the books. He was discussing why, like there's there's people that will get these uh, organ transplants, and the, it, which is a very long and lengthy process. And you've probably been on dialysis leading up to it, or and you have to like somebody else has to basically die in order to be able to get the organ, and then like it's a very short waiting list, and it's very expensive, and then they get the organ transplant, and it's still very difficult, and then they live and then they don't take their pills there's pills that you need to take you know, for your because your body wants to reject the the organ because it's thinks it's something that's invading your body and it's trying to protect itself mm-hmm. i'm oversimplifying here and i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about as well. i'm not a doctor i don't I got,
0: i'm on hey i'm but, on the path with you i get where you're
1: going. but with. that's the basic gist of it you take these pills so that you can keep living after you've gone through all of this process to get this organ transplant and mm-hmm. people don't take the pills how does that fucking happen? And like, you know, I, I use that example because it's really dramatic, but I do it. I do that all the time in my own life. I know that I need to do this result to get, or this action to get this result. I know that. I, I, I know. I, I know that if uh, I did 10 more sit ups and like, and you don't drink the beer, I know I'm going to be, I know what I'm going to get. I yeah. know what I'm going to get. I know the solution. I know exactly the combination and the recipe and how to get there. Yeah. And yet still I make mistakes. How do you explain that? You know, other than I'm just a fucking idiot, you know, that, uh, but it's not just me. It's, I, I, this is, this is people across the board. They know what they should do and, and we don't
0: do it. Like, is it because there's it's a lot hard? Of, uh, there's a lot of studies that show that we are focused on the short term like we naturally mm-hmm. focus on the short term and not enough on the long term and or so much on the long term that we're not acknowledging the short term but for the most part that's why how is this immediately inconveniencing me as opposed to how great will this be down the road that's a very real thing i think we all do and i think that's like a very acknowledged thing about us and i think there's 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 a lot because honestly like just in school now i've read numerous articles linking to just different you know different kinds of you know psych, uh, schools of psychology and everything but it all kind of links to that it's like we're we're so focused on short term and we need to kind of even basically if i could tell anybody you know what the basis to all psychology is, what they're going to tell you is autonomy balancing we're bad at it we like to go one or the other we're we're black or white. We don't like to do shades of it. Balance is where it's at, and it sounds simple. It's very hard because we have all established kind of you know uh, maladaptive traits. So now you're trying to reverse that. That's hard. But right? that's that's ultimately what we sh- what we should always be at least trying to do. The other just trying. That's that's all you can do. You just try because no one's gonna be one hundred percent. No. No one's gonna be perfect. No one's ever gonna. But the pursuit will make you feel better and better because little bits will change and little bits should make you feel better. That's pretty much like what a lot of these, a lot of the stuff is saying. A lot, like the last stuff that I learned is like, nobody will ever do what I'm telling you to do or what this, this theory says, you must do this. And it's with the acknowledgement that no one will ever be able to do it like this. But pursuing that is putting you on the path that is going to make you feel better. It's going to make you more productive. It's going to make you more, you know, you're going to get benefits out of it. And some of the times it's reversing things that you may think immediately feels bad, but in the re- long term, it's going to make you feel so good. The sustainable benefits are going to be so much better than the immediate. And that's what they try to draw. You know, the, 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 the sustainable benefits will outweigh the immediate inconvenience. But that's a hard thing for us to get past. Like that's, and that's me, me 100%. Like I'm exactly that. I I'm guilty of everything that I have tried to like quote some kind of like psychologist on today. I'm mm-hmm. guilty of all of it. I uh, dude. I still. I, yeah. It's hard for me to remember who I am sometimes <clears throat> because I put up in the bullshit. And that's it, okay. It me to act in a it, way that it, I'm supposed to. You know, it makes it makes me think. Like it may, but immediately
1: as you were talking about uh, long term, short term. First thing that jumped in my head was okay. Well, that makes sense. I'm definitely towards the well. It well, no, I'm not. I, there's a lot of long term balance like that. I do have that. I make choices of. I, I kind of a lot of those. I try and set on autopilot. Like for example, um, I automatically just have uh, money pulled out of my account that goes into an HSA and an FSA, so that it's like long term. So it's automatic. So I'm not thinking about it, and it's just gone. And it's in savings, and it goes towards. Uh, Uh, it doesn't get taxed. And and so that's one of those things that's like that long-term, um, you know, my property in Montana trying to make, you know, long-term anyway, there's, there's long-term decisions that I am continually making, but what made me immediately think of was short-term and short-term, like really short-term right now is my kid getting into something that's dangerous. Um, really short-term though is, I I mean, I, I thought about you and your studies of, uh, Eastern philosophy. Mm-hmm. and the whole idea of kind of living in the moment and um i think that that's super relevant and uh you know like that's always been something i've aspired to but it, you're talking about all these different ways of thinking it makes me think of the fact that we've talked about marcus aurelius you know uh you know carl Jung, uh, you know freud uh mao <gasps> Ching, Ching, you know what i mean like <gasps> there's so much Taoism and all these different influences that we've been able to just extrapolate from across the globe and across all human history to be able to try and, you know, download. That's a, that's so much information that has really never really been accessible at any given moment to people in history. I I, I don't know anyone that's ever really try and locate a one place in history where you physically could have had access to all that information, I don't think it existed. So we're in this really radical time of being able to take all this inherited knowledge from people who lived really truly incredible lives and dedicated their lives to it. And we can, you know, extrapolate from what they they learned because they they wrote it down. So you could have it. And you're kind of absorbing some of that consciousness, I think. Each time that you write, you're, you read, you're absorbing that consci- their, their, their mind. And I think that it, it happens more so when you read than when you watch a film. Like when you're reading somebody else's words in the first person, it, it seems to kind of, kind of merge into your consciousness a little bit. But I did want to follow up on that and say that, like, I think that that should be the next episode, Dan.
0: I want to go a new direction. What's the, what, what exactly is the next episode?
1: I want to, I want to discuss. We covered a
0: lot of shit there. Well,
1: (laughs) well, I kind of want to let, let's, let's, let's get out of our realm, our comfort zone. Let's, let's travel somewhere else. And I think we should discuss or start down the journey of your history and your education with Eastern philosophy. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of what we've discussed, you know, so far is you know Western philosophy and Western ideology, and it, a, a lot of our influencing factors have been Western. And although you know you and I me, have had more Eastern influence, it goes back to when you know I was talking about in one of our episodes where I was traveling through China, and like somebody joked about like, "Hey, oh, blonde American, you should be in movies and on TV." And I was like, "Well, just mm-hmm. it just so happens to be that I did some TV shows." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, what's that?" And I was like, "MTV." And they're like, "What the fuck is MTV?" And they had never even heard of it, never even heard of MTV. just didn't exist in their world at all. And so, um and this was like, you know, twenty something year old person had a degree in college, you know, throughout up living their life. But I guess it just it goes to show that like, hey, look, sometimes we get involved in our own world our own bubble, like me in my apartment, and I thought I had some way. I, I got out, I came back, and I was like, I got a fresh new perspective. So Maybe uh, the next episode would be something along the lines of starting down the road of uh, some of your uh, teachings of Eastern philosophy, and we'll see where it takes us.
0: No, it's always fun, man. Oh, now that you brought this up, I want to end this episode by asking a question that Christina put in an email. Let's hear it. You brought up MTV. She wants to know On on I think it was the, was it the Inferno three? What was the one where CT punched Davis and no one knew why?
1: Um, Oh, I was there for that.
0: Yeah. She wants to know why it happened.
1: All I remember is something happened.
0: He was and... mad. I, I, like I watched an episode. I think I remember the episode, but it was like, he was mad at someone else. And then somehow Davis got punched.
1: Yeah, you and know what they there. tried what i remember is they tried turning it into something. And so i'm not even going to i'm not even going to mention it because i know they were trying to turn it into something that it really wasn't and trying to make it into a story and a thing. So the the answer is i'm not going to even comment on the why because like that really started to try and get manipulated intentionally with like uh yeah. the cameras and then like once it, which is weird and it goes back to like It's just almost this med mom mentality. Once somebody says, oh, that's what it is. And then everybody else jumps on board. And then all of a sudden everybody's like, yeah, yeah, that, that, that is what I feel. And that is what I think. It's like, that's not what you feel. That's not what you think. That's not what fucking happened. What I do remember though, is that. I grabbed CT and I tried like hiding him in his bed or something and tried to tell him to like, Hey, just shut the fuck up and just stay fucking asleep. And like, everybody comes rolling. I'm like, nah, dude, Chris has just been sleeping this whole time. We, nothing's been happening. Who's Davis? Who's <laughs> Davis? <laughs> Cause like I knew, and I was trying to settle it down and try and like, I was trying to like sweep it, o- sweep it away or sweep it under the rug so that we didn't have somebody going home like that day. And, uh, which I think somebody did go home. I don't know if it was Davis or CT got sent home out of that.
0: I remember like, okay, I've met Davis. I have never seen anything about Davis or that would be in my mind confrontational, right? With my interactions with him, hanging out with him. I've never, he's always been nice. He's always been kind of a quiet, like kind of a quieter guy. Now, obviously I know he got wasted one night and started some shit with like Tyree yeah hey maybe you get wasted you guys are living together something goes but like when i was around them there was never anything that i could see even be being reactive so whenever like of all the people that ct could have gotten into it with that were there i was shocked to see because i remember that season you know that season came out with our road rule season remember that shit they started playing it in the middle and that's where i remember seeing it and i remember kind of sitting there with some of the uh the road rules, you know, like, what the fuck was that? Because like, I just what, hung out with Davis.
1: Yeah. And, like, and Christina,
0: what happened there?
1: Yeah, no, Christina, what I can tell you of what I remember and like of being there um, was that it, there was an accident uh, of sorts. Uh, like, i like I'd like maybe maybe it, it had been play fighting or something along those lines, but it wasn't there was not a heated conf- confrontation. Uh, the, the, to the best of my knowledge. And to the best that I can remember, I specific, I actually, a lot of shit I don't remember. Um, like there, there's people that were on the shows with me and they're like, Hey, do you remember that? Like, but when they did this, I'm like, I don't even know who that fucking person is. Yeah. <laughs> like, were they and like, and you're like, yeah, you did a show with me. You're like, oh, okay. All right. Um, but this one in particular, Christina, is that there wasn't a heated conversation, uh, like just like fight or anything like that. And there had been something that happened in my like, Davis ended up with like a little bit of a shiner. And then yeah, they, got, they, you didn't they get tried like, turning it into a, like a big story for the TV show.
0: Because it seemed so erratic. That's what was weird. It was like, I don't ever remember. And here's the, you know how you always hear the story later? You know, like you'll be on another show and you're like, oh yeah, well, such and such. And you always kind of hear a recap. I've heard a million times, or not a million times, I should say that. On Cutthroat, a lot of people were talking about the whole C.T. Adam thing. Because it kind of came up in conversation about some shit. I guess CT at that point was having some interactions with Johnny online or whatever. They had brought it up. Other things had been brought up. I never heard anything about the Davis and CT thing. And even when she wrote the email, I was like, you know what? Fuck, I've never heard anything on that. I just remember we were all yeah, sitting there watching it wasn't it in that, someone's room. because
1: it really wasn't a thing. It really yeah, wasn't a, a thing, weird. And they tried to turn it into like a storyline, and it like that's the best answer I can give.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because Davis to me, like, like I and I know that apparently, and I've seen that, and I'm sure Tyree would <laughs> disagree with me on this. But like I've hung out with Davis on a few different occasions. The yeah. guy is honestly like, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, dude, Johnny can get Mouthy. I could see him pissing. Like not even with the intent of wanting to fight, but just being his rubbing CT there or something like that. But when I think of like C, when I think of like fuck, I'm blank on his name, Davis. My like, Davis is like the nicest dude I've ever like, just such a like a. So I figured it had to be something. I thought, in all honesty, that because I thought we were watching something, CT had kind of gotten into a heated argument with someone else, and I was like, I think I thought first I was like, <laughs> did you hit Davis thinking Davis was the other dude, like? it had to have been an accident because I was like, I don't remember, but honestly, this is years ago. And I think I, I remember watching it with Susie and Susie was there too. And I think Steven Susie was like, I don't fucking know why that happened. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, it, 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 happened. It,
1: it, it's because it wasn't a thing is why yeah. people don't remember. And like they tried to turn it into a thing. And I think I'm pretty like, I actually think they ended up sending, I think they sent the CT home because of that. Actually,
0: I think he did. Yeah. Cause Derek came. Because you guys are in South South Africa. Yeah, Canada.
1: yeah. Like, I, and and like, I remember that. Gosh, i would forgotten about that. That's wild,
0: dude. Yeah. I don't. Here's the deal. I don't really know shit about other shows. Um, I guess I'm like such a vain person that unless I was on them, I didn't watch them.
1: No, <laughs> the I just someone I like, like, me. like <clears throat>
0: I'm not
1: watching this shit. Like unless yeah. I, like, I was on it, and and honestly, like even the ones I was on, I stopped watching those because like. I just would get annoyed. Like, I would just be like, ah, "I was there. I know what happened." Like, so and like, but they, I I never enjoyed. Like, there'd be people would start saying things, and you're like, "Gosh, I didn't realize how awful people would be and say such horrible things." And I just didn't want to watch it because it was just such a a disappointment in just in people in general. And you know, like, it is
0: because it's like yeah. I can tell you, there's certain people that like when they get into that fucking confessional or whatever. Dude, they're dude, they are the biggest shit talkers. Oh my god, they're so tough. They're so everything. And it's like you remember being there with them and being like, that motherfucker wasn't anything like that. Yeah, no. And like and, what and, sucks is, is they yeah. put those interviews in there, and the people that go on these shows know that. So yeah. they wait to just like create this character through these, these interviews where they're not around anyone. It's it's the McGregor
1: like, hype is what it
0: is yeah it's like they they hide but then like a lot of them guys they do a lot of these interviews after the fact so they're going back and telling you what they should have done or should have said to make themselves sound like that's what they were thinking and that always irritated the shit out of me because right wrong or indifferent as terrible as i may have looked is whatever i told you exactly what i was feeling i i tried to never and that's like going back in
1: and like doing a little bit of revisionist history of what you thought or why you did yeah. yeah,
0: Trust me, if anyone ever sees my seasons and sees my... I would say, trust me, I could have said a whole bunch of things to make myself look better. I, if anything, I did more to make myself look bad. And because to me, I was like, that's the point of it. You're supposed to like... But then you go back and you see everybody trying. It's like these... Jesus, like you're trying to fucking create a character for a fucking reality TV. Like to me, okay, I don't want to judge. That's just not where I want to go. It made me... And then a lot of times it made me lose uh, respect for people that I wanted to like, I guess I should say. So I almost stopped watching it just to like so I wouldn't start to dislike people that I did like. So I really didn't watch a lot of them. But I remember some of them like I remember watching my girlfriend at the time watched Gauntlet 3. So that was right after Road Rules. So I watched that. And then I remember watching Inferno 3 because it was on the same time our show was being filmed. So we would sit there and watch it, like, either in the hotel or something like that. Just as, like, you know, everyone would want to watch it. Because they knew people. Like, they wanted to. So I remember that season. I still don't really remember much about it. But I remember that part. I do remember that. And kind of shit like that. So bits and pieces. So I do. When she brought that up, I was like, holy fuck. I do remember that. And I remember it being so, like, where the fuck did that come from? And I remember nobody having an expedition. No one talking about it. So you going, yeah, man, it really wasn't. Anything and they were trying to make it into that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah.
1: And like to the point where I'm not even repeat what they were trying to turn it into because it's not what it really was. Um, But you know, like, you know, what makes me think of in all of our conversations with this is that I'm realizing that, you know, maybe, maybe I wasn't really above, you know, this idea of, you know, people trying (coughs) (coughs) Um, people trying to create an identity. And, um, I definitely was, um, at fault. No one, if I actually think about it, I'm completely convol uh, 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 like creating this, this, this character, so to speak. Um, and I, but I, I, I told him I was doing it. I, I there's uh, interview upon interview where I would say that I had this huge Andy Kaufman esque joke that I was never going to tell him the punchline. <laughs> like, yeah. And, uh, and, you know, but it, I, I'm realizing now that maybe that was, like, a self-preservation, self-defense mechanism, maybe being in these, you know, intense scenarios that I was trying to just be, like, overly joking or overly bizarre, Um, I, like, you know, uh, and, and, like, anybody that you talk to, they're like, no, that's actually how you are.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, dude, I'll be honest yeah. with you. I've never, like, when I watch... Dude, I'll say this. You, uh, and for better or for worse, Johnny and Derek, are the same. I, I would say, like, th- th- being there with you guys and seeing how you act and how you do your interviews are the same. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it wasn't – I didn't see – but then there's other people where, you're like, you're on the show with them, and then you go to watch when it comes out, and you see their interviews, and you're like, who the fuck is this person? Like, this yeah. – who is that? Like yeah. that is not a, and like you guys are not like that. You know, I'll even do this. Kenny. No, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope. no. Kenny's like that. Like Kenny is very. He's him. He's just like you guys. Like as obnoxious or as like funny as he can be in those. He's doing that same. Oh, he's Mister.
1: He's Mister. Fabulous every day of his life.
0: Yeah, and it's like and even with the Johnny shit. Johnny can get irritating, but he's that's how he is. It's like I don't see a completely different. And I'll tell you what. It's majority females. Females are so fucking tough In those interviews The only person that I think is 100% Is Katie Doyle Because that motherfucker is unfiltered In her life And in her interviews So it's like I that's But a lot of it, I think it's like that whole It was always the Laurel thing Like dude, Laurel's Like interviews and then what we've seen Laurel do is like not the same thing At all
1: Yeah, that's there, there's a whole uh, that, that I, I, I won't, I don't even want to go down that road. Cause like I've, I've yeah. had, uh, it, 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 in close personal reaction, like interactions with her to, a, you know, like she lived with us and like, it just, yeah, there's, there's some things going on there that I, I really don't make sense or don't add up to me. And, um, yeah no and matter what, I'm still just not going to like comment on what I think it is. Although now like, after doing, like, you know, with more experience and seeing more of the world and understanding more things that are out there, I'm, I, I look back on certain things. I'm like, oh, OK, I think I might have an idea of what was happening or what was going on, or yeah. what the scenario was, where it, it, in the, at the time I didn't understand. Um, on that note, though, um, I, I want to try and encourage everybody to write your own story. We can, we're, we're, we're actors, kind of like the same way that Kahata um puts on his cowboy hat and his jacket and he's like subconscious he's like I didn't do this on purpose I'm like yeah you did you chose that character and you saw this hero and you know conscious or subconscious you steered yeah. your life in that
0: direction we to so do that that's how we, we, we can, can all do that like some kind of hierarchy like, uh, yeah. Me, uh, archetype
1: yeah and we can choose that and so I'm 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 going through that process right now and like I'd like other people to write in and tell me what they're going through. And uh, you know, like why why are you choosing those things? and I don't know. I, I'd, I'd like to know more. Uh, r- write us what you think at Danon or at gmail.com. Danon mm-hmm. Abram. Ye. Abram uh, life at gmail.com. Um, or send us you know a message on social media. Um, we've got a couple of those. Uh, that's how we've been getting contact with people. but I'd like to hear more about you know, like maybe, maybe a scenario where you had an identity that you thought was you or something that um, you thought was your personality. And then you realize it was something you've been taught and uh, maybe
0: how that changed uh, or how you came to that conclusion. Dude, um, most of us honestly are where we are. We are, um, what am I trying to say? We are indoctrinated to a lot of things. Yeah. And sometimes we may not know, like you said, we may not know. You look at somebody that you admire and you try to model yourself after them because of their good qualities. And maybe you take all of it, you know, you don't, you know, it's definitely, I'll tell you what you brought up. The point. I would encourage everyone to check out narrative therapy, uh, Michael White's narrative therapy, because it kind Michael of fits. In White. Say it one more time. Michael White. W- like Michael the color, White. Or, or lack of color, narrative w- therapy. W-E. Okay. Michael White is he's the one who developed narrative therapy. And that's the one where I was telling you, like, it's like you view your life as a story. How do you want it? You know, be completely honest with yourself. And if you want this, if you look at it like that, like, how do you want your story to end? It kind of gives you a different perception and a different motivation to do what may be inconvenient, but in the long run, good. And I think, it, okay. I think it's a cool. That's a cool little thing to look into. So that's, all right. That, I'm going to go put that on like the added reading list for people.
1: All right. I'm going to go look up Michael White. Uh, but in the meantime, I'm going to pack up my son and I'm going to take I get the next half an hour with him. And uh then he goes home and uh I see him again for another day or two. So okay. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to pack him up. I'm going to say goodnight for tonight. And uh I'm Abram.
0: And I'm Dan.
1: And uh we're currently versus life.
0: Yes. I see do that feel
1: again. like do, do, do you feel like you're, you're you're winning at it Dan or do do, do what do you what do you think uh, as far as versus Dude, or just
0: considering how I was about 10 years ago? Yeah, I'm winning. Because <laughs> yeah. that was that wasn't winning, so I listen. I don't know if there is a winner or a loser. I'm doing a shitload better than I was ten years ago, that's and the best,
1: that that's the best makes answer. me feel good.
0: Makes you I feel like I'm it. going in the right direction. All right, all right, guys. We will see you later. Out.